Hello, this is the Order of the Mustard Seed podcast, and I'm your host, Jill Weber. So I'm here today with my friend, Susanna, and I'm going to try your last name. Rieger? No. <laughs> no, that's good. That's even, that's perfect, perfect. <laughs> These Swiss German last names. We were just saying that Swiss German is the heavenly language. It's the heavenly language. Because it will take you an eternity to learn it. Exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so Susanna uh, heads up 24-7 in Switzerland. That's right. And is part of the, the 24-7 community boiler room in Steffesburg. Pronouncing it right? Close enough. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Close enough. It's good for an English-speaking person. Yeah. And, and you, have, how long have you been a member of the order? I don't remember. 2007-ish? Okay. Something like that, yeah. Long, 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 long time ago. Long. You're one of our old, oldies but goodies. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I take the goodies. You <laughs> take the goodies. So, so talk to me about um, why. Why would you join a lay ecumenical religious order and wear a ring and have a rule of life and all that crazy stuff? Um it, it's it's funny because I was part of when the first couple of guys, I think it was only guys, took it in the in this famous church in England, and I watched it, and then somehow hit my heart, hit my soul, hit my mind, hit my spirit, and I don't know. Out of the blue, I bought a ring. We they were able to buy the ring, and actually didn't know what it was, but I kept the ring in the little box actually for a long time always with me and then I started reading um, went on the internet on Google what, what actually was the Order of the Master Seed because at that time there wasn't you know the written book and stuff like that and it hit me that um, you actually make a vow with God and with you know friends are witnessing it witnessing it and um that was very strong at that moment when these guys took it, but then I started thinking, what would that, ha- what would that look like for me? But at that time, I was like, I mean, twenty four seven wasn't a big movement, and um, my friends in Switzerland they didn't know it, so it's like you were on in a process actually. Yeah. So you were kind of. I mean, we're seeing this in the order. We've got some people are like, there's a whole group of us, and we're taking vows together, and we all live close together. And then we've got other people in the order who are like the only person in their city mm-hmm. or in their country, mm-hmm. sort of these yeah. outlier, yeah. actually forerunners, right? Yeah. 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 And the yeah. pioneers yeah. Yeah. in their neighborhood. Yeah. So you were a pioneer. Yeah. So, so and, um, and there was this one incident when we went on a vacation together as a leadership of, of the church movement that I was part of. And I knew this is the time that I want to take the vow. I knew exactly with whom, with my closest friends, including their kids. That was somehow important to me. But I knew they they hardly spoke any English. So one night I started by hand. I didn't have my computer with me to translate the most important stuff. What the order. I wanted to them, for them to understand what it meant. And <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of trouble, but it was good. It was good. <laughs> But it was my, pa- and that showed me the passion I had about it. And so the next day, then we we took a walk at the beach, and um, I took the vow in front of my friends and their kids, and and it was really for me that um, was this deep expression. And then um, my friend found a little, um, how do you call that, um, snail house, mm-hmm. yeah. only just a little one. 
And up to today, I replaced the ring is on my finger and this little snail house is in the box where the ring was. Oh, okay. So for me, it's always also a reminder of the place and of the people I took it with. Hmm. And, and for them to wear a ring, which was for me is, is the best thing to do, is um, it reminds not only me. She always, re- especially her, uh, my friend, she reassures me when she sees me, you know, it reminds her of that moment. And also reassures me that she really sees something changed in the spirit when I took the vow. Really? So and, from and like before and yeah, after? And she said, make it more serious, especially that you're not living by yourself. She says, you're a person who is a people person. But, but it shows you, it's something changed, shifted. Hmm. Sometimes you can't describe it. But for me, then it's a reassurance. It wasn't like just, oh, we'll just do it. So it's, um, it has this impact into my life or had my impact in my life so talk to me more about the impact into your life so 2007 it's now 2018 <clears throat> how have your vows and and those practices you know how has that shaped what your life looks like today and the journey along the way yeah i think for me it was always a reminder even if even if you're a people person and if you're a leader it's always a lot about you yourself you want to be you know you want to be a good leader, you want to be seen by the people and and um, as a woman I had times I had to fight being a leader as a woman but it reminds me, not living by myself, it reminded me the vow I took is it's not about me, it's about Jesus and it's about being out there with Jesus, it's about the others, it's not about me, first about him and then about the others and I think that is one thing that helped me to to um, shape me in a way that I'm, these moments are there. But when you realize these moments, reminds you what what does it say? You know what is, and within that, I learned it already before. But again, is a reassurance and for me a motivation and um, for other people's to have um, a rhythm in my life, a prayer rhythm. I learned that before, but again, this is reassuring. And I love that to find your way of living, you find your rhythm of living. And it's not, in German-speaking world, it's a lot it's separate. You know, the faith is on one side and your daily living is on the other side. Okay, yeah. But, but God is, he only has one life with us, so he's interesting, you know. And so have your rhythm during the day, even if you work. And so I think it's these little things that, for me, it was a reassurance in it. And, um, and the good stuff is... If you see the other people wearing a ring or having a tattoo and and somehow you connect, you know, you're in the same and that's what I love. This is a little bit the secrety stuff, you know, but but, but still it's <laughs> So nobody in the open. notices unless yeah, you know but, to look. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Oh ah. she's got the ring. <laughs> or if somebody has a, oh, she has the same ring and he as he has. Are they married? No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hmm. uh, in on many ways it, it impacted my my life, yeah. Yeah. And I, I loved when 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 it was picked up again by twenty four seven to really install then the OMS because I, I think now it's it's totally different. Like I always telling I'm glad I didn't have to do the year of preparation. <laughs> so much work. But so, so many books to read, all I, these meetings. But I did it for myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good. I love it because I think it's it's good that people not just are able to just take it. But have to think about it, have to process it, and 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 are being challenged. 
and so I love that it was installed in a, in a good way, you know. That um, and I guess I'm still finding out what does the order really mean. What is the order? You know, it's like you and me both. <laughs> it's freaking out people if you if you tell them, oh, you know, I'm part of a, of an order. <laughs> what? <laughs> And then, you know, being part of Manor House in Germany, it's called monastery. And yeah. then you say, oh, and I'm living in a monastery. <laughs> then people totally freak out. <laughs> but I think that doesn't matter. So I think if there's something, how do you say that, holy in it that you can't describe and it's good that mm. we still have to find out what it really is. And, and, uh, and sometimes for me, this is the secrecy of God that is good in it. Mm. So the hope is slowly, by slowly, more will be revealed yeah. as, as we live into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as more people join in, you know, like, like the, the, that, that shapes it as well. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about your rhythms of life right now. What does, first of all, what's, of, of, of the six practices, what one do you love the most and what one do you go, oh. What's out of six to... practices? <laughs> I'm drinking tea. No. <laughs> I love all of them, but prayer. Yeah, I, I'm. I mean, because prayer is so much in my life, in every moment of my life. It's it's my connection with God. If it's with words, if it's with eyes, because I treasure what He did. So it's it's you know it's, um, yeah, probably. It's the base of everything. So I I love that. I love to explore different ways, and. Um, so that's also that's part of my rhythm. That's how I start my day. Yeah. Try to start my day. There are better days and others. Mm-hmm. But I feel when I when I don't start my rhythm with God in the morning, um, it it doesn't feel right. The day doesn't feel right. And right now I have troubles really getting out of my time. And uh, very true to you now. But um, it's something is missing if I'm not doing it. It's like. Um, I always, if I teach about that, I always give the example when I when I became a Christian, I, I had five minutes in the morning, then I left. And I just left Jesus in, in standing in the corner mm. because I said goodbye. I'm doing my stuff. Come home at night. He was still standing in the corner waiting for me. I said, okay, okay, I'm going again. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's, hey, God is in my life. So I want to start the day with him. Mm-hmm. If it's having breakfast, if it's reading the Bible, if it's praying to him, and then go together through the days. And um, and uh, that means reading in the morning the word. That means including prayer when we have meetings or before meetings. You know, it's always get my um, my eyes up to heaven and, and above and, and see Jesus in it. And and then we have the rhythm with our, in the community now as well, which becomes part of my rhythm with the prayers in the evenings yeah so talk to me a little bit because you actually live in a in manor house it's like a new monastic expression mm-hmm. there in Steffisburg some members of manor house are members of the order some are not but you guys have rhythms in your little village monastery uh, of prayer so what what are your rhythms of prayer as a as a community so as a community the rhythm is um uh, Sunday to Thursday evening, every evening. Sunday's a little bit longer and it's earlier, it's half nine. And the other one is 10 o'clock, it's only 15 minutes. And it's really closing down the day together. It's intercession, it's worship, um, it's reading the Psalms. 
And um, then we have uh, Laudas in the morning, so it's reading and praying in the morning. Um, Tuesday. What, what time? Quarter to six. It's too early for me. Uh, <laughs> it's one is for women, two are for men. And yeah. then we have every month we have either a prayer event on a Friday or uh, Friday or Saturday evening, or every other month we have um, a prayer watch where we pray through the nights from Friday to Saturday and Saturday to Sunday. Yeah. So that's the prayer rhythm we have. And then we have. Uh, when we work together, we have different stuff like that. Convents, meetings that we discuss, organizational stuff. Um, yeah. I think that what's interesting about those prayer rhythms for you as a community, everybody, like all the all the men at least, and some of the women, they're, you're working, right? Yeah. So this isn't, yeah. this is stuff that you're, you're doing before and after and, and just yeah. building into regular ordinary life yes regular ordinary people yes and, and it works it works for everybody yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah. are sometimes discussions because for some 10 o'clock is too late at night but these are the discussions you have always and it's like everywhere else it's not it's not it never everything suits for everybody you know so yeah. so we just have to make an agreement what we do and and um and i think that's good and and for me, being the only single in the in 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 a manor house, it's different because they close down the evening at ten. When I get back from work, I can you know relax, and then I restart again at eight o'clock at night. So by ten, <laughs> I say, oh no, I have to go to prayer. It's way too early. <laughs> so it, the it, night's just getting good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it teaches me as well to to change and to to value differently, and and I think that is what the rhythm helps personally but also the rhythm of a community can help mm -hmm. to really focus and get enough sleep and uh, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> hypothetically at least yes but your work also involves prayer so your professional life i mean your work is with 24 7 yes switzerland and you guys have a big prayer project on right yeah. now so talk to us about that <clears throat> yeah right now we are we have a year of prayer across the nation with uh, organized by different organizations and um so our passion is exactly to to um, stir up a lifestyle of prayer in Switzerland. I think it's still widely spread as program of a church, mm. and churches have to do it, so they do it. But it's they never teach about what's prayer in your life. And for me, prayer is a lifestyle. It's the base of our faith. It's the base of our. It's it's the roots of our um, relationship with Jesus because communication is the most important stuff. And out of that, everything grows. And that's our passion that we can emphasize that in Switzerland. And people learn through that they um, shape a prayer room or do prayer for 24 hours or for a week, that they make space to learn what prayer is. Because that's how I learned it. I made space in a room, and that taught me to make space in my life. Hmm. For an hour, for five minutes, you know, it's, but it, it taught me how to make space for Jesus in my life and have these conversations with him and that's what we deem that um that the believers take the responsibility in this intimacy with jesus and through that really stuff will grow in switzerland and and um yeah how many organizations are partnered with you it's six organizations are the core team and 16 partners it's mm -hmm. churches denomination denominations it's uh mission movements it's it's catholics it's protestants it's free evangelical churches so it's it's really um for me the fruit that i've seen out of 20 years being enrolled for 24 7 the unity comes through prayer yeah 
and, and so the way that a year of prayer works is, is it, it's continual. So they'd sort of pass the baton virtually yeah, from one location yeah, to another, yeah. one organization it's, to another. It's, yeah, it's, it's continually. It's, they can, can sign up, and we actually have a physical button, a button that we bring from one, oh, okay. one place to the other. Yeah. So we then decide, because there are four or five sometimes per week signed up, so we decide who gets it and contact them, and they make space. So the ones before, the, the idea is they bring the prayers to them and bless them for the week and share testimonies and, and so that. And people kick off with it. They say, sometimes you, we're not sure do they take it because it means traveling. Even if Switzerland is small, it can get a couple of hours. There's mountains and things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they slow. love it. They actually love it yeah. because it's, it's when you then look the ways that they traveled. For me, these are the, you know, the routes you see where the spirit travels through, the blessings travel oh. through your nation. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea about that. Yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah. So of the three vows, which has been the hardest... Vow, true to Christ, kind to people, gospel to the nations. What's been the one you've really had to grow into the most over your over decade of being a member of the order? Probably gospel to the nation, mm-hmm. because it's the hardest. What does it mean? Yeah. So, in a setting of us, it's a lot about evangelists being an evangelist, and I always hated that word mm. because for me, it's not actually in the Bible. Evangelist, you know, it's like, <laughs> and it it took it was a lot of pressure on me you know I have to go out on the streets and talk about Jesus and people get saved and I have a lot close of my close friends that are evangelists so you always are under this pressure you have to do the same but you did crazy stuff like didn't you like <laughs> live behind a skating park and yes I did I did I did <laughs> but exactly I had to learn that this is as well you know okay gospel to all nations it is through prayer I realized my passion for Jesus gets so big. People see it in my life, and I naturally speak about it because it's my most important thing in my life. And so it's, it's not, again, evangelism can't be a program. Yeah, it yeah. comes out of a lifestyle of prayer. It comes out a lifestyle of evangelism because it's what you talk about. It's because you, you're fond of Jesus. You, it's your life. It's your values in your life. So so. It challenged me at the beginning, but I realized through it, it's, it's the natural coming out of my intimacy with Jesus because he, I receive his passion for the people that are lost. Mm-hmm. I receive his passion for a world that is lost. It's his heart in my heart. And I can, I can block that if I want, but if I'm with Jesus, I can because I see his tears. I see his longing, you know, that, that, that he can get into relationship to people. So I think... It challenged me at the beginning, but it changed me a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I, what, you know, when I think about you too, I think about the nations. I mean, you really. I mean, this whole one of the one of the <clears throat> practices is hospitality, but, but coupled with that is pilgrimage, right? Which is just being a, a recipient mm-hmm. of hospitality, going to other places, and so you're always going somewhere. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. I love it. <laughs> so. Yeah, just going here and there, and, and, and so, I don't know, when I think of you, you carry, right? You carry his presence, and you're carrying it to all kinds of places, and you bring, I, it's going to be me talking about you, because people, <laughs> but just in terms of bringing depth and support and strength to the larger 24-7 movement, as you go to this community and that community, and you visit there, and you build friendships, and I think one of the things I've loved about you, Susanna, is I, you've got this fierce loyalty, 
and and hold friendship in such high you know I've just watched you over the years being a friend here and being a friend here and being a you know it's those bonds of loyalty mm -hmm. and friendship and love that you know probably has brought strength to your life but certainly Thank has you, brought yeah. strength to the movement right you know mm -hmm. we try and be relational yeah. at yeah. our core yeah. and I think folks like you who've been in it longer mm -hmm. than most of us carry that in such yeah. a a beautiful way. So, anyway. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward moment over yeah, as yeah. I say nice things about her. Um, could you, do you have any sort of last words you'd like to say to our listeners? Anything, you, encouragements that you want to give them? As somebody who's been a member of the Order for over a decade, and then maybe after <clears> that, do you want to pray for us? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just to, to kneel into it. Sometimes, um, um, just to, kneel into the order but into Jesus and and just away from him and look up to him and never give up always trust in him even if if stuff happens that we don't understand and uh, yeah in that be encouragement for everybody else you know it's like it helps you and mostly you don't look around but it helps the others as well but just kneeling into Jesus and and be courageous and trust him yeah. <laughs> yes Good. Well, can you pray for us? And I, yes. I've asked if she would pray in, in this heavenly language of <laughs> Swiss German that I will not learn in this lifetime. But <laughs> ja, Jesus, ich danke dir jetzt einfach, dass du wirklich einfach alle Segnungen schwungen in dem OMS innenstehen oder schon lange drinstehen oder in, in Preparation hier sind. Jesus, ich bitte dich, dass du ihnen einfach begegnest. Dass du ihnen begegnest, ein Liebsaugeist, dass du ihnen begegnest, Offenbarung gibst, aber vor allem in dieser tiefen Freundschaft, in dieser Leidenschaft, die du für sie hast. Sie müssen nichts leisten, sondern einfach zu dir schauen, weil du bist der, der sie leidenschaftlich liebt und du willst mit ihnen leidenschaftlich dein Reich bauen. Und ich bitte dich, dass du jetzt einfach kommst, wenn du ihnen begegnest und sie dürfen wirklich zu einem Riesensegen werden für alle Nationen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Order of the Mustard Seed podcast. For more information about the Order, you can find us at orderofthemustardseed.com or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. May God grant us grace as we follow his invitations to be true and to be kind and to go. Go.